You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast, where today I speak to Hugo Campbell, co-founder of Feastit, the UK's leading events booking platform. But today we speak about running an events company in COVID, celebrity chefs, and some pretty incredible initiatives. Let's get to it, shall we? Welcome to the Fortnite Podcast. How are you doing, Hugo? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Really, really happy to be here today. Yeah, yeah, it's really good to have you on. Um, I think you got like a really interesting background, a really interesting company, which we get on to. So yeah, for kind of our listeners and watchers who haven't heard about Feast It, please, can you describe the story behind it and kind of what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we set up Feast It uh, uh, about four years ago now as a platform where people could come and book street food caterers for their events. So that was, um, we, we launched with around 100 kind of food trucks, gazebo setups, the best the, the best in the country for those. And that was our first year. So we, um, we did events for the likes of Samsung, Amazon, all booked through our platform. And since then, we've built Feasted Out. So we were described by the FT as the Airbnb of the party world. So now there are far more um, verticals, we call them. So other event services that you can book through Feasted. So now it's not just food catering, it's uh, marquees, photographers, event staff, and much more. So now we're a full booking platform for events. Brilliant. Yeah, I I had a look through your website and kind of signed up. And yeah, I mean, from experience, I think creating and booking events is really difficult. And I think I like the way how you've converted it almost like, you know, how you book a holiday and you have like a full package. It's, it just seems really, really easy. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's interesting that hasn't really been done before. Yeah, that's one of the major reasons why we started the company in the first place. And part of it came off uh, off the back of my co-founder and I organizing or being tasked with organizing the catering at my mum's uh, 50th and uh, she lives in a village not too far outside of, of Oxford but slightly rural and it was very very hard to find suppliers who were able to get there on the right date then you're trying to work out how you should go about paying them how you should go about kind of managing them in the build-up to the event and it can be quite complicated and not to mention stressful and you know, that's a birthday party when you're talking about something like a corporate event or a wedding, it goes to a whole new level of, of kind of pressure on the situation. So we launched Feast It to make that whole process safe, uh, secure and and ultimately take out the stress when it comes to planning it. Yeah. And so for like suppliers and services who are signing up, do you have like a QA process to ensure that it's like good quality people? A hundred percent. So we're very much a managed marketplace. So we curate all the suppliers who come on board to feast it uh, on the, the kind of boring side of things are not boring to us. Of course, you've got all of your hygiene documents, making sure all of their insurance documentation is up to date. So we know that as a business, fundamentally, they're of a high quality and they're going to be safe when it comes to your event. But then there are the slightly less quantifi- quantifiable factors um, as well. So we take things like their brand quite seriously. Um, their quality of imagery too and also their sort of uh, their ability to to interact with customers um, very importantly too so we'll look back at their reviews before they come on board but also judge them as they're as they're working on Feasted because we understand that people booking events for the first time well it can be a bit confusing so we like to have suppliers who 
also help people along the way. So, yeah, uh, I think, you know, the, the, the simple way of putting that is we like working with people who are really efficient, very good at what they do, but also really nice to customers as well, because that's a big part of planning an event. Yeah. And are they, is the communication done through your website or is it done through the suppliers themselves? So it all happens through Feast It. That's one of the perks of using it. So if you are booking an event uh, separately or going independently to all your suppliers, you'll probably be operating over the phone with a few, over email with a few more, maybe texting, having a few meetings here and there can all get a bit confusing. One of the major benefits of Feast It is we put it all in one place. You can manage your entire event through there. So you can message your supplier, you can have calls with, with them too, and basically it puts it all in one place. And another benefit that we have in, this, uh, in, in Feast It as well is that you can also roll up all of your payments for your suppliers into, um, into monthly chunks. So if it comes to organizing your event and you went to all your suppliers independently, you would most likely be paying them all in, in different ways uh with different timings and again another factor that can get a bit confusing yeah we just put that into monthly chunks in the build-up to the event yeah i think from experience um running events um it's it's the payment sometimes and there's so many different channels when you have different suppliers and you've got photographers and everything yeah so yeah it does sound like you guys are definitely smashing the market so i think moving on I think with most people I spoke to is when COVID hits, obviously the event industry is probably hit one of the hardest. How did kind of you initially react and with your direction you've gone, was this always the plan or have you just had to kind of navigate? Yeah. So uh, I think, well, the one thing to say is that yes, we were hit. It hit very hard from day one and the events industry in general was, uh, you know, first hit and will be the last out of it, to be perfectly honest, uh, because, you know, live events were, were banned from from day dot of the pandemic. Uh, and also while you had weddings coming back in a limited capacity, that's not really making up for anything, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, we, we, we went from around just that we, we, we went from targeting from the first month we went from 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 nearly a million pounds in sales down to just under 10,000. So showing you the extent of that hit. And yeah. thankfully, since then, we've done a number of measures that have, uh, that have helped sales in the meantime. Um, but yes, the, uh, the industry has been hit incredibly hard and, and it was a really, really tough time for us. But something that we hope will ultimately be uh, a good thing for the events industry. There are going to be plenty of opportunities on the other side of this. There are going to be um, lots of people who are hungry to get out there and start throwing events again. Um, lots of people who are, who, are, who are desperate to get married over the next year. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a good time, hopefully, provided that nothing gets in the way of our, of our June 21st uh, first date. That's, that's sort of the provisional one for the return now. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed uh, it stays at date and it's not delayed. Um, yeah, I mean, my previous guest last week was um, Alex from a creative events agency called Plain Jane Events. And she was saying how, obviously, when it was hit for them, yeah, all kind of in-person events had to stop. But one opportunity that's come out of it as well is this just fast-tracking all these technologies, um, all these opportunities. And obviously, when eventually we do come out of it, there's probably going to be a hybrid of all these events. And I mean, we'll probably move on to how you, what 
what kind of your offering is now and obviously your virtual events has kind of taken off massively like do you want to explain with your virtual events what you're offering and kind of what are the what are the what are the popular events really yeah absolutely um it's something that i think people were very skeptical about uh in the first probably throughout the first lockdown and i think uh, for lots of good reasons, which were that people were doing Zoom quizzes and getting bored of them. People were just trying to do socials. And to be honest, virtual events don't really work unless there's an interactive activity that's going on. Um, and, um, and so what we tried to do was, was bring together some really, really exciting options, sort of firstly focusing on, on food and drink, which, you know, is sort of where Feast It started. So we partnered with a load of um, our, our suppliers who, who could offer brilliant virtual options. So if you picture um, a, piece, uh, a pizza making masterclass with um, Pizza Pilgrim, so one of their chefs turning up and teaching your whole team or you and all your friends together how to make perfect pizza and they've uh, and you've all got one of their, their pizza kits and that that was a really really popular one cocktail making masterclasses were a very very popular one i know that we did one for our christmas party ourselves so sampling that it was a it was a really really great event we we used a company called uh, or one of our suppliers called beetlejuice who um, sent everyone a cocktail kit we got three or four cocktails over the course of an hour which to be honest for me at least is probably a bit much but uh, it was a really really great event and you come out of it um, learning a lot and it's it's great fun and since then as well we've added um, really popular events like virtual escape rooms I know there's one called uh escape from alcotraz uh which has been very popular recently which as it sounds is sort of uh again you get cocktails sent to you but you have a sort of virtual event with your team of um trying to get out of this this um this virtual alcatraz which is which is really fun uh and um and yeah it's been uh it's been refreshing to see how many people have been going for that and i there was there was a massive spike in 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 Christmas parties, of course, and we did we did Christmas parties for the likes of, yeah, Google, Facebook, um, Amazon, Levi's, which was great, and then loads of sort of private family events as well, and those have continued to be really really popular. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been great to see that taking off, and also really great to be able to kind of be helping out our suppliers at this time as well. And we were working quite closely with some of them trying to help them develop virtual event options too, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Cause I think obviously when lockdown first happened, yeah, everyone was doing quizzes, everyone's on zoom. And I think there was this massive burnout and what you're offering is just something a lot different. It's really engaging. I, I, I remember speaking to my friends before, like, we were like, we want to do something different in the quiz. What is there to do? And it just never really kicks off. And I think this is a really easy way to do that. Um, yeah, it's the I think touching on kind of your virtual experiences with cooking, I know you've got some celebrity chefs signed up and partnered with you guys. Um, do you want to touch on this and kind of how this has impacted your business um, and just yeah. kind of name drop some guys? Yeah, exactly. So, um the thing I'd say up front is that, you know, it's not necessarily the cheapest thing in the world to book them. So uh, if you've got a, a bit of cash to splash on a, on a corporate event or a, or, or a birthday, it's a brilliant option. But yeah, we, we partner with the likes of um, 
uh, Jose Pizarro, Tom Kerridge, uh, and um, also um, Alex Head, who's, um, who's, who's, who founded the Social Pantry. So some really kind of interesting chefs who can come along and do culinary masterclasses, teaching everything they know. So for instance, yeah, Tom Kerridge can, 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 um, has, a, has a 60 minute kind of culinary skills masterclass that he teaches through the platform. And, I, and that's quite a popular uh, court production. Um, and we have yeah, partnered with them kind of exclusively to have them on the platform, which has been really, really exciting. And, you know, uh, of, of course, for us, it's brilliant to partner with names like this. And I think a bit of a, a, a bit of a dream come true for some of us. I know my, my co-founder, it's a great story for him because he actually, well, part of the, part of the reason that he was so into the hospitality and events industry was there's a nice story about him saving up to take his mum to, to the Hand and Flower, which is Tom Kerridge's restaurant when he was at, he was at uni. Um, so uh, he felt like that was a real, you know, symbolic moment for Feastit to, to be working with such big name, big name chefs, uh, which is, yeah, really, really nice moment for us. And we were so happy to be working with them. Yeah. And do you have um, more plans to kind of incorporate kind of other celebrities in other areas? <sighs> to be honest, we'd love to. If you know any, let us know um we uh we'd um we'd love to go into that a bit more and um fundamentally we have a, a booking platform for people to book um great supplies for events and you know if those are speakers if those are virtual events those kind of things anything falls into that so yeah it's, it's definitely something we're looking into and we would uh, we, we'd love to to go further um probably without you know fully wanting to turn into a a, a talent agency <laughs> yeah but but yes yeah we'd love to yeah and what you said before as well where you're kind of helping suppliers and businesses who obviously probably are hit quite hard um this goes into your i think it's quite a new feature your meal kits um i think there is it a feast at delhi and um when i was when i was looking into it i think you put in is it a non-profit and the money is going back into the suppliers Exactly right. So we've partnered with, well, we had already partnered with a, a, a lot of our suppliers and we've launched Feast at Delhi, which is a meal kits booking platform. So uh, some of the best uh, meal kits in the country. So again, I think I mentioned them earlier, but Pizza Pilgrims are on there. Uh, Lima London, who are a great Peruvian restaurant. Uh, Caper and Berry is another example, kind of the UK's largest kind of gourmet catering company have all got lovely meal kits on there. And you kind of, you know, you're ranging from really interesting kind of margarita pizzas that cost about, you know, 15 to 20 pounds up to your sort of hundred pound plus meal kits, which are, you know, you're talking sort of steak and lobster. So there's something in there for everyone. Um, and um, um, so we have launched this platform um, and sort of built it bespoke. And we're taking, we take a 10% commission on all bookings uh, that go through. So uh, comparatively that's, around a third of what you're a third or less of what your kind of deliveroos or most um companies like that would take for bookings like that and all of that 10 percent is going straight back into to marketing um feast at delhi so we are trying to genuinely make it uh, it's an attempt to, to really help out our suppliers help out hospitality industry and and make sure there's a you know there's that the, the suppliers are going to be there to help us have fun on the other side of this because yeah we're really going to need them yeah it's a really good initiative and is there like 
is there a skill level involved in these different kits? Like I, so for instance, I'm, I quite enjoy cooking my partner. She does not. And she, so are they all, is it for all beginners or is it kind of, you can pick and choose? It's all levels. I would say that anyone can order any kit on there and you'll be fine. Um, you'll learn some really great things. So some of them are easier than others. You have some which are, you know, literally cooked by the restaurants and will be kind of boiling the bag kits. Some of them, again, I go back to them, the pizza pilgrims example, which is you find yourself, uh, you're, you're having to kind of mold the dough and knead the dough. It's actually quite difficult and yeah. it's really, really fun. And you actually learn a lot doing it. So yeah, some of them are highly interact interactive. There's a uh, I know there's a kit on there, which is a, a DIY dosa kit. So Indian dosas has got you kind of learning all about how to make them, put them together. So yeah, some are, are interactive, really educational. Others are a bit easier, but yeah, underlying it, anyone can do all of them and you will definitely learn a lot from each one. Brilliant. No, sounds really good. Uh, and yeah, moving on to another really good in in initiative that you kind of mentioned to me is about your uh, carbon offsetting calculator. I think it's the first in the events industry, is it? It is. And you say, yeah, I think, I think talking about all these initiatives, you know, it's one of those things where you realize what an events company who doesn't have any events to work on for a year gets <laughs> up to. And, you know, we, we, there's, there's been sort of lots of initiatives from us, uh, going forward like this and yeah the, the, our, our carbon offsetting calculator is an incredibly uh, exciting development for us um, it's a uh, yeah real brainchild of my my co-founder particularly who's who's been pushing this for a while and um, we uh, and, and yes it's a calculator that will ask you some some important questions about your event so um, how many people attended uh how long was your event where did the guests travel from etc and we'll give you an estimation of the ton the, the 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 number of tons of carbon that it would produce uh on average the event the average um event creates about 15 tons which is quite a lot it's equivalent to six flights to australia and back cool. so it's quite a lot and um and um and it will immediately give you an amount of money uh, that it would cost to offset that so you can do that by donating to projects um, like uh, the uh, protecting the deforestation of the Amazon uh, there's a reforestation project in Madagascar um, there's a uh, solar energy projects going on in India and this is uh, and you can donate to them directly through it so we give you a kind of breakdown of exactly what it takes to offset your event um, and, um, and, and give you the tools to make it super easy. Uh, on average, the price is about the same as a wedding cake. So it's, it's cheaper than most people think it will be uh, as well, which is quite important. And what we're also hoping is that people will see it as a very good, um, we think it's an, a, a great gift to give people for who are getting married as well. So um, enabling them to kind of go ahead with their party knowing that it's you know completely guilt-free environmentally speaking and we think it's going to be hopefully going to really take off as, as a gift uh, for weddings and it's important to add as well that you're you're able to retrospectively offset an event so if you have had something a couple of years ago and you might feel you know maybe it did create a bit of an you are able to go go back and, and offset that too and yeah it's a really exciting project for us and we've actually partnered with a great company called Ecology 
um, ending in an I to, uh, to to help make sure that the donations go to the, the best projects. They're, they're a wonderful company. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and I mean, you started that by saying, obviously, you've uh, got a lot of initiatives, but some companies might have spent the time differently. They might have been really selfish. And yeah, it's just really nice to hear. Um, and yeah, I mean, with the kind of the carbon offset, and obviously a lot of things have happened recently with you got Australia's wildfires, you got everything happening in LA, even kind of the kind of uh, in Texas at the moment. I know, I know I've got a friend there whose living conditions aren't the best. So yeah, it's really good to hear this. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fundamentally the world is facing an ecological crisis. And while of course we're not pretending to have an answer to anything, we do think that people should be, you know, helping where they can. And we'd love to facilitate that within the events industry. We do think it's, yeah, we, we want the industry to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, sounds good. Um, yeah. So moving forward and looking forward, um, how do you see the events industry going post hopefully 21st of June? Uh, do you guys have any new plans that you can share? In a word, uh, stratospheric, I would imagine there will be a desire to reconnect through events like there never has been before. Um, also, that's without mentioning the fact that there, you know, 70% of weddings last year were postponed and didn't go ahead. Um, the rest of those 30%, many of those are planning to throw a, a big party anyway. People are, uh, are looking to book parties for them and their friends like never before there's going to be a big big desire to celebrate when things fingers crossed come back on on june the 21st um we see there being uh yeah a a, a bit of a reset for the industry and, and and people kind of booking in droves and i think of course the pandemic has been uh has 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 been good for some people, bad for others, but there are a lot of people sitting on disposable income at the moment who will want to go out and, you know, if they're having a milestone birthday, they'll want to celebrate properly too. So in a, in, in the, in the short term, there's going to be a lot of events going on for the next two years. Uh, and that will also go to festivals. Um, major events are going to be very, very well attended. Everyone's going to want, want to be getting out as much as possible um so we're going to see a big comeback and um to be honest we will see some changes at events in the short term people are going to be um conscious of of uh, i think outdoor events will be more popular towards the the start because uh people will recognize that that's probably a, a safer space to to throw events in and um yeah, I think there are, there are going to be some interesting trends that happen to the industry as well. Um, I think something to definitely pick up on is that a lot of the suppliers have suffered over the last year without any revenues as well. So we might see uh, um, a few changes to that supply base and lots of new suppliers kind of coming in as well, which would be very interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, essentially we're just we, we're waiting on a bit of a boom and starting to see that happen in the data at the moment, which is very exciting. 
Yeah, I know I can't book any holidays in the summer of 2022 because I think I've got five or six weddings that have been rearranged and moved. Um, but yeah, I think I think a lot of industries it is still quite uncertain, but I do agree that there is going to be this sense that people want to just kind of get out. There is this um, kind of bubble of income that people just haven't been spending and they've been sitting on. Um, and yeah, um, hopefully... The summer is a nice hot summer and we can kind of enjoy outdoor events. Uh, but yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah, fingers crossed it's going to be the best summer ever. Um, yeah. We're hoping, we're, we're certainly hoping for that to be so. And I think, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think people are going to really appreciate being able to go outside and just, you know, spend the night partying with their friends um, in, in a way that they you know of course everyone loves that but it's going to be appreciated in a, in a in a whole new way now and that's really exciting yeah yeah no i agree and well thank you for speaking to me today hugo uh it's been really insightful it's been really good hearing your story hearing how feast it has grown um yeah and i just hopefully uh, your trajectory continues well yeah so it's, it's been a uh, been an interesting year for us and um yeah we're we're, we're hoping that um it's going to be a really good 2021 and then uh, 2022 and, and hopefully we can help people start throwing parties more yeah i think that's what everyone wants really <laughs> exactly right yeah yeah but no um yeah thank you very much um if anyone who's listening who wants to kind of check you guys out where do they need to go it's uh feastit.com f-e-a-s-t-it.com and you can book pretty much absolutely anything you need for your event there and it's all been quality controlled by us so it should all be brilliant brilliant no thank you very much pleasure thank you very much for having me really enjoyed it hope you liked today's podcast if you did like it subscribe for more and check out what we do at fortnite.studio